Good evening, and welcome to the Dr. Zeus. Well, film podcasts on the run because I am multitasking right now. I've often been asked, who do you want to interview? I've interviewed some interesting people. Not many, but see, that's the thing. I'm getting my feet wet. I've done this show for three years. I've interviewed... Mr. Jason Almy of Shit Happens When You Party Naked, who holds a degree in film. Now that is fucking brownie points. And is wickedly hilarious. Lord Almy of Shit, of shit Fuck Mountain, I think that's how you say it. And then I've interviewed Mr. Texas, who is hilarious. I am waiting to interview Carlos Delano. I've interviewed George Strombolopoulos. He's on Apple Music. And if you want to hear some really great music, and this is truly an eclectic mix. That word gets thrown around, but with pop music, you can't be eclectic. But with rock, R&B, hip-hop, ska, electronica, you can truly be, and country, you can truly be eclectic. Whenever someone says eclectic, it makes me think of Sessions at West 54th. And the host, Chris Doritas, I don't know what happened to him. He hosted a show in Los Angeles called Always Eclectic. And what George Strombolopoulos does is he gives us this hard music that always has a story to it. And so I encourage all of you to listen to his show on Apple Music from two to four weekdays. And of course, then there is the Strombo Show on Sundays on CBC. I've interviewed uh, these amazing people. And we talk about film. George and I talked about the film The Devils. Jason and I talked about film noir. It doesn't get any better than that. I've... I think everyone wants to interview Bob Dylan. It's a hope. I would love to... That Wouldn't that be a trip to one day get a call? Hey, hey, you talking about me on your show? You want to have me on? Okay, Bob, let's FaceTime. You know? Wouldn't that be funny if it... <laughs> and you know how usually you snapshot who you're FaceTiming with? I don't think I could do that with Bob Dylan because then he'd probably just run away. He'd hang up. I, I talk about Bob because there there are some people that dead or alive. Oh, and and I would be remiss if I don't mention Miss uh, Exotic Asian Cherry Blossom, who is a friend of the Doctor Zeus Film Podcast. She's been on here before when it was just the Doctor Zeus Podcast, and we would just shoot the shit. And she is a chef. She has had two cakes made for me. And I'm going to tell you, that's pretty special. A friend can get you an iTunes card, a Starbucks card. No, no. Not exotic Asian cherry blossom. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't fuck with her. She will get you a cake. And not, and no, no. Not just any cake. No, it's, it's not on sale. Oh, no. This is a tiramisu or a German motherfucking chocolate. And I'm a type 2 diabetic. Oops, I just said it. And, um, but I have a, a slice a day, a, a small slice. Uh, 
a respectable slice. And then I go for a walk, you know, I do my steps and everything. Why am I rambling about this? Well, it's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I pay the bills on the show. I can say what I want. When I talk about a film, I don't just talk about it to talk about it. I talk about it because I want you to watch it. I want you to immerse yourself, even a band. I was listening to the Deftones, and I'm on my way home. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my cousin. Congratulations on graduating from high school. The world is your oyster now. I think we all look back. There's, There's a point to this where I'm going. We all look back on when we graduated from high school. I graduated from high school in 1999. Oh, yes. Prince was... I remember they were playing that song all day long on December 31st, 1999. Remember that? But in June of 1999, I had graduated high school. And then one night after watching Private Benjamin, which is such a funny movie, I stumble upon... The American Film Institute's 100 Years, 100 Stars. And I had heard of the previous one that year of 100 Years, 100 Movies, where Citizen Kane was named the number one film of all time. And then 10 years later, it was named it again. That still makes people go crazy. And that's why I love those lists, is that it gets people talking. That's how I got into classic cinema. My grandmother was into classic cinema because it wasn't classic to her. That was her era. My grandmother was born in 1933, so in the 1940s, she would go to the movies, you know, she would see, oh God, maybe three or five films a day. I can't ask her now, unfortunately. If we have a seance board, maybe I'll ask her. I don't do the Ouija board. I don't fuck with that. Um, but that's where I'm going with that, is I always credit the American Film Institute. People think I went there. I wish. I wish. But I learned about the classics from the American Film Institute. I mean, you think of the people that were on that list, from Catherine Hepburn to Humphrey Bogart to James Cagney to one of my personal favorites, Robert Mitchum. Good-looking son of a bitch. And, oh God, Elizabeth Taylor. Doesn't get any better than that. Elizabeth Taylor is not only a beauty Oh, fuck. She could act. And I think when people are as good looking as Elizabeth Taylor, Dame Elizabeth Taylor, (laughs) people lose sight of the fact that they have that ability to rip your fucking heart out. And she did. One of my personal favorites of Elizabeth Taylor's was Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Because that was a shit circus on wheels. And and, um, Richard Burton was driving those wheels. Oh, yeah. And they play those games where they call each other lover and snap. They, and the, and the part of, that part of the film is called The Exorcism, Mr. Mike Nichols. Oh, yeah. And then you learn about people like James Dean. I, didn't, I, hadn't, I had heard of him. I hadn't watched a James Dean film until after watching the American Film Institute. Why, three films... And then you watch those three films and you know and you understand. And I remember Terry Gar in that they had this beautiful list of people who were talking about these stars. And Terry Gar said, and I remember watching this with my grandmother, she says, 
of James Dean. He compelled you to look at him. And my grandmother said, oh, yes, he did. And I thought, okay, I want, I want to know why. And then you have, you know, of course, Judy Garland. And you learn that it wasn't just The Wizard of Oz. She was in A Star is Born. And then you learn about Clark Gable, where people always associate him with Rhett Butler, including Cher. And then you learn that, okay, he had done No Man of Her Own with his soon-to-be wife, Carol Lombard. And then Carol Lombard's on the list. And then, and then I learned about this really funny comedian, beautiful, was the first blonde bombshell. And that's Jean, Jean Harlow, who died very young, was in a really funny film called Red Dust with Clark Gable, was in Dinner at Eight with Marie Dressler and the Barrymore brothers and very famously says uh, I was reading a book and, and Marie Dressler kind of looks shocked that this beautiful woman is reading a book. Reading a book? Oh yes. It's, it's a nutty kind of a book. It's all about civilization. Uh, the, it says that and uh, machines are going to take over every profession. And then Marie Dressler kind of does a double take at Jean Harlow, who's got this backless gown on, says, Oh, my dear, that's something you need not worry about. That's dinner at eight right there. And then redheaded woman where she's got the mirror and she looks at, she just had her hair done. She says, so gentlemen prefer blondes, do they? Yes, they do. Oh, yeah. And then you learn about someone like Lillian Gish, who was the silent film star. It wasn't just about Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin and the Marx Brothers. Lillian Gish is in the mix. And then I learned about Buster Keaton. I almost bought a Buster Keaton hat. I was up in Columbia State Park in California, and I saw it, and I thought, oh, God. And it was, I think, $40, and I almost bought it. But then I found this. I looked at a top hat, and I thought, no, I'm not Abraham Lincoln. I don't want to get shot at Ford's Theater. No, thank you. And then I saw this really great kind of, eh, like a Bogarty kind of Western hat. 80 bucks. Okay. All right. It's revealed right there. So whenever people of this show... If I post a photo or something on my social media and they say, oh, my God, you look like a movie star. Well, you know, got got to put the money forward to do it. Yeah. And yeah, it, it was extravagant. It was extravagant. But I was I was I was feeling it. I was like, I want that hat. And then I thought the price and the tax. I thought, hey, fuck it. It's a hat. It's a hat. And so the Dr. Zeus film podcast is all about, as Carlos would say, the accoutrements. It is about the accoutrements and how they make you feel. So to dress up as Doc Holliday, I'm your Huckleberry. John Ringo, you look like somebody just walked all over your grave. And then to go around Columbia State Park dressed like that, talking like that, with my friend in tow, the sheriff. Or I shouldn't say in tow because he, he's the sheriff don't mess with the sheriff and that's that's why I do this show is that you can be transported watching a film it can make you want to dress like that character whether it's Tu Wong Fu or Doc Holliday see how I threw that in there or Shaft or even something from Pulp Fiction you've got their number okay And that's the beauty of film. 
I've always wanted to dress like a classic film star. Cowboy hat or top hat. But like I said, I wasn't trying to pull the Abraham Lincoln. Even even the Sherlock Holmes, they had a Sherlock Holmes hat. I love Sherlock Holmes. My favorite interpretation of Sherlock Holmes is Sherlock. Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman as Holmes and uh, Watson. It's amazing. And yeah, everyone had, you know, Basil Rathbone. Of course, if you don't know who the the original Sherlock Holmes, dive into it. And that's what I want to encourage all of you to do. You know, it's, it's the professor in me. It's in the blood. My mother is a professor. She is a dean. And whenever I talk about films, I want people to learn about these films. I want you to learn why why film is, was so important at the beginning of the 20th century. Because at, at that pivotal moment in 1896, it was about paintings. It was about, about, about Claude Monet, okay? And Van Gogh. And Gauguin, it was not about film. Film was brand new. It was the brand new. It was the cars were just beginning. It was horse and buggy time, and then and then films were called Nickelodeons. Okay, and then you had these early movie stars like Charlie Chaplin and and Mary Pickford. And I, I want to give a shout out to the LNC because Mary Pickford was from Canada. A lot of the early movie stars that built Hollywood were from Canada. Marie Dressler. Mary Pickford. Walter Houston. Without Walter Houston, you don't have John Houston. Okay? And then all these international stars like Marlena Dietrich. Hitchcock. Greta Garbo. Greta Garbo and then Ingrid Bergman and and Yul Brenner. My grandmother loved Yul Brenner. And one time I watched one of his movies and I understood why. It doesn't hurt that he was Ramses and he took his shirt off and the Ten Commandments. I I can kind of see where she was like, oh, Ramses, you know, with Moses. Yeah. The, The only time I really enjoyed... Charlton Heston was in Treasure Island. That's from the 90s. But these films, you know, I talk about these stars and a lot of you don't, you know, like Betty Davis. If you don't know Betty Davis is, then obviously you haven't listened to Madonna's Vogue where she name drops Betty Davis and Lana Turner and Rita Hayworth. You don't have Shawshank Redemption without Rita Hayworth. You just don't. Okay, And that's why I talk about these films. Yesterday I talked about Sir Ian McKellen. And it, and it takes me back to a conversation with my brother's friend. He was stunned. Because I think, you know, you got to understand when someone watches a film, they see that character. So my brother's friend is seeing Gandalf. He's not realizing that that's played by an actor who also played Magneto. And in real life, he is gay. And he can't eclipse, he can't bring himself to realize that Magneto 
and Gandalf are the same person, basically. Well, same person is playing them, and he is gay, and that shouldn't matter to him. But that just his reaction alone is like, all right, all right, and that's why I talk about these films is to show people that there is a universality about film and it speaks any language I have often said that 2020 changed how I viewed films because I was I wasn't watching them every day I would watch them at night because I would be out and about doing my thing and then on March 13th, I think that's when we all went into, I wouldn't say hiding, but that's when we were all told to stay home. I watched a film about the plague, The Seventh Seal, directed by Igmar Bergman. And I've seen foreign films before. And that film changed how I viewed film. First of all, Igmar Bergman has been parodied, he's been copied, he's been analyzed, he's been overanalyzed, he's been drank, uh, people have written about him, taught classes. It is madness. It is madness. Just like Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, that video of subterranean homesick blues where he's like, man, something in the medicine, thinking about the government, the man in the trench coat got laid off paid off look out kid you know what it did and he's holding up those cards that has been parodied so many times and not a lot of people get that is that when you've been parodied and when you people have basically bitten off your piece and they're trying to pass it off as your own bob dylan has done it and egmar bergman they are the originators and I disagree with Joni Mitchell. I love Joni Mitchell. When sometimes she, I think, says things just to say things. And she said something one time about Bob. And she says, well, you know, he's not original. He borrowed his voice from old hillbillies. And it's okay. So. And I, and I understand where she's going with that. But it's like, don't rain on his parade. I think it's a love-hate relationship sometimes with, with musicians as it is with filmmakers. You know. <sighs> Film and music. Those, 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 and concerts are coming back. I've been waiting all year for concerts to come back. I am vaxxed. I'm not waxed. I'm not really that hairy. Maybe, yeah, I, I'm not going to get too personal with you. As the great Mae West once said. Uh, where Carrie, I think, yeah, it's no angel. Cary Grant turns to Mae West and says, "You mind if I get personal?" And she's like, "Go right ahead. I don't mind if you get familiar." <laughs> See how she could walk a line that I can say, and and we all, and I even laugh at it, and you all can laugh at it because it was the innuendo, okay? A lot of people still can't wrap their heads around innuendo. I loved it when she she looks at the guy and she's like, wait a minute. Is this a proposal or are you taking inventory? My grandmother would be kind of laughing, probably is wherever she is right now. The fact that I am reciting that dialogue of Mae West that she loved. That uh, the verbiage of Mae West is alive and well. 
well is that we regard her as one of the originators taking sex, taking humor. That's that's the beauty of uh, these artists. And that's why I talk about these films. And tonight I'm not just going to talk about a film because I figure, you know what, I'm going to talk about just film and music in general and how it makes me feel as a budding filmmaker myself. And I haven't made a film yet. I'm not going to say I'm never going to make a film because I know it's somewhere it's in there. It's in there. If, if I spoke another language, I would so do it in another language. I, unfortunately, I don't speak Spanish very well. <laughs> I don't speak French. I don't speak German. Uh, I don't speak uh, Swedish. And, and yet I am i am this big fan of Igmar Bergman. I have yet to watch any of his... Oh, no, that's not true. I've seen, I've seen Autumn Sonata. I've seen it. Bits and pieces. And so that is tonight. Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. To my cousin who graduated from high school. Congratulations, man. Unpleasant dreams. <laughs>